Welcome to the Good-ish People podcast. I'm Jackie Pruitt. And I'm Hannah Jones. This is a podcast, as you all know, where we have conversations that are sometimes hard, sometimes funny, sometimes awkward, all the while we're just trying to be good people. Although, let's be real, we're always just good-ish. Emphasis on the ish. Join us as we laugh, cry, and snort our way through our lives' most pervasive and relatable conversations, which this week will just be about ghost stories, Halloween, just really taking it in before October ends. Um, So come along with us. We're excited. Uh, We are just navigating adulthood out here to the best of our ability. And along the way, there may be coping mechanisms, which for me this week, right before I got here, was retail therapy. I love it. It wasn't exciting retail therapy. I just went to Ulta and re-upped on my my wintertime skincare because I started to get a little bit of dry skin this week and needed to nip that in the bud. Uh, but Jackie, what was your coping mechanism today? My coping mechanism today was Gatorade, <laughs> actually. Nice. Um, I went to Kroger late last night because I was eating my leftover time. The story's going to be way too long, but it's about the Gatorade and how it's Get into me. it. I was, Gatorade and Thai sounds, those flavors together sound like um, an experience. Yeah, <laughs> an experience yeah. Experience well, for the palate. Luckily, I didn't have them together. So I was eating my leftover Thai um, prior to when the Gatorade was introduced into my life yesterday. So eating the Thai, and do you, are you ever like, do you ever eat leftovers, right? You're eating them and you're like, this is disgusting. I'm going to throw up if I keep eating this. Yeah. Connor knows. And and this was a thing in my house growing up. My mom was the only one that liked leftovers. I don't like leftovers. I eat them, but like, I really don't like eating leftovers at all. So yeah. I, I'm with I you. Relate. I'm, I'm just with you like that. And typically with leftovers, if I've gotten like really good takeout, like this tie was good, but it wasn't great. Um, it was a huge portion size and I think that that might've been part of the problem. So midway I was like, no, trash this, run to Kroger, get a frozen pizza, pass by yes. the Gatorade aisle, happened upon three Gatorades. Cause I was just like, this sounds really good. I think I need them. And then literally I've had like two today, just big oh, boy amazing. Gatorade zeros. And I mm. feel like that has just given me life all today. It was delicious. Absolutely delicious. I love those. I've been really on the uh, Gator Light packets every night because I do my- I saw you bring them in to Asheville. Yes. They're amazing. They're just like um, liquid IV, but knock off a little bit cheaper. And they taste basically the same to me at least. And I use them at night, not every night because you're not, I mean, I'm not burning that many calories to where I need that many electrolytes every evening, but I try to do it like every other night because I like the flavor. And I use it with my, <laughs> I Yummy. use it with my L-glutamine powder, so I can't taste it, and it's just a real treat. It's a real it treat. It is a treat, and it makes me feel good. I feel refreshed and hydrated. Amen. But those big boy Gatorades, there's really nothing better. Like I equate them to when I'm sick and I have to get them, and they just are like the lifeblood of your week. Just absolutely throwing back big boy Gatorades. It's the best. What is your like sick meal if you were to get sick and you're like, this is what I'm going to have or like, I guess, accompanied with those sick liquids? Good question. I, when I get sick, especially with anything sinus related, I get weird cravings occasionally. So that's different every time, but sometimes I'll crave like Chinese food or I'll crave mm. soup or I'll crave nothing but bread and cheese. That's that's mm. probably the most standard is like very simple, palatable yeah. foods like bread mm-hmm. and cheese. So uh, sandwiches, pizza, mostly just pasta probably. I feel like you just named almost all the food groups. 
which I love. Sandwiches, like, pizza, yeah. pasta, but anything with cheese and bread, that's it. Well, yeah, yeah true, true. <laughs> well, actually, you named all the things I, I usually eat because I love cheese and bread so much. As do I, as do I. But I think the last time I was sick, yeah, I just no matter what food group it is i just wanted cheese and bread oh dude cheese and bread i mean that's what i had last night too it was like frozen pizza cheese and bread i wasn't even feeling sick but i was like i gotta do this oh yeah i mean well i don't have to feel sick to do it but i think i just if i have any stomach problems that's all i want and cheese you shouldn't want when you have stomach problems but i don't really care weirdly like now that you say that i feel like i feel like i do too yeah, Weirdly. I don't think cheese messes with my stomach. I used to think it might, but I think it was because I, I was having other issues with eating, like, you know, eating enough. That was really my problem, and I was covering it by yeah. saying that I had dairy problems, trying mm. to convince myself of that. So yay yeah. for disordered eating. Mm. Gotta love it, because I, I feel you on that. <laughs> it's very easy to be like, ah, I don't know. Not, um, uh, you know, like from Hot Rod when he's like, cherry upsets my stomach. It's like, dairy upsets yep. my stomach. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, but weirdly, like, so my sick meal is like, it's one of three things. And okay, they're very, they're like kind of on point for someone who would be sick, but you're like, interesting. I will go to Chick-fil-A and I will get their chicken noodle soup, but I have okay. to have a Coke, a Coke with it. Okay. I like that. Like I, I have to. Um, I do like Coke when I'm sick as well. Yeah, it's like something about it is like I guess it was supposed to be a remedy or I guess still can help with stomach stuff, but um there's that. There's I go to the grocery store I go to the grocery store and I get like all this Campbell chicken noodle soup. So it's probably I guess it's not too weird. And then I'll just drink all these Gatorades. I'll get like this is really um economically not a smart decision of me, but I will go to the aisle with all the liquids and I will get like three different brands of like huge bottled waters. Incredible. So I become the drink goblin and then all of a sudden have oh, yeah. a million and one drinks in front of me or Panera's bread bowl. Broccoli yes. soup bread bowl in the bread bowl. And then that I was eat the whole bread bowl. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That was a standard for me when I lived closer to a Panera. I don't know where one would be near me now, but when I lived in Buckhead, I would go and I would get like three different kinds of soup and a bread bowl. And then I just put it in my fridge and reheat it up for the rest of the week. Oh, smart. Yeah, it was clutch. I think I did that when I had the flu a couple of years ago. It was great. Gosh. Yeah. So good. I, I know I got get, us up on this sick topic. <laughs> I know. I'm not going to get to do that this year. I Honestly, this is terrible, but sometimes I'm grateful when I get sick because it's it's forced rest. And I was at the, the gynecologist last week. Shout out to the gynecologist of the world. And I went to our girl. She's amazing. Is she? Did she not like change oh, your life on the really OBGYNs? She I know. really did because the last time I went to one was way too long ago. So if, if you're out there and you also have avoided the doctor, you're not alone. <laughs> you can do it. Go back. It's for the best. Uh, but I had a really bad experience because they did a full panel. I asked for them to do a full panel and they they were drawing blood. And I'd actually never had drawn had blood drawn before besides finger pricks that I at least remember. Mm -hmm. And I'm really afraid of needles and queasy with blood, not in movies or anything, but with me for some mm -hmm. reason, my brothers are the same way. I can watch a Tarantino movie all day, but when it comes to my own blood, I yeah. get really queasy. Mm -hmm. So I'm getting blood drawn for the first time and they're getting, they're getting a lot. I think she had filled up oh. like eight, eight little things so far. 
Oh, I don't know why they needed so much blood. Yikes. But I started to like go in and out and it's the first time I had ever passed out in my life. <gasps> I passed out. And then I, I come to and I hear them, they're like shoving a Snickers in my mouth asking if I'm allergic to peanuts. And then I hear one of them go, I knew she was going to pass out. <laughs> Like offended and was like, I can never go back to that place again. Oh, funny enough, I did drive through Chick Fil A after that experience and get myself a (laughs) treat. I don't blame you. You're like, this is traumatizing. I got myself a big Um, Coke and a lot of French fries, and was like, Well, if you thought I was gonna pass out, why didn't you like preemptively try to help me, sir or ma'am? Yeah, I think they were just making it. I looked wimpy. I was like. It was not a healthy time in my life. I was really small and like it wasn't healthy, wasn't exercising. So I was really just like skin and bone at that time. Mm. And but they were probably commenting on that, you know, and it was fair assessment and they didn't think I was awake. So they didn't know I could hear it. So I, you know, no shade, but I was just like, mm. I can't return to this place. So no. getting back to it, I had a great experience. It was awesome. And she gave me a flu shot, so I can't get sick this year. <laughs> oh, heck yeah. Oh, my gosh. I don't, I don't, <sighs> so but kind of maybe sad. I should go see her again just to say hello, get a flu shot. She is amazing, and I low-key want to be friends with her. Like, I yes. never thought I would feel comfortable going to an OBGYN, but she is, like, the coolest doctor I have ever had an experience with. So freaking cool. Yeah, her bedside manner was amazing. And I think one of the things she did really well, it's almost like she's also a psychiatrist, is that she didn't leave room for like pauses. So she just gets straight into it and doesn't leave you any of the feeling that some doctors leave you with like, you have to lead the conversation. I feel that with a lot of other doctors. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm not the doctor. I don't know how to lead this conversation. They make you feel stupid. And she didn't let you even for a second feel that way. No. And I've never encountered a a doctor like quite that good at that. I've been to some okay doctors, um, general doctors um, that were, did a great job, but not like her. She's like a magician. Oh my, she is. I was like, I thought I was going to be uncomfortable the whole time. And I've been comfortable the entire time. Like, thanks so much. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, she's like, so knowledgeable. Exam, and I'm just like, not even noticing. I'm just like, what's up, dude? Yeah. What's <laughs> up? Like, we're just talking about the weather. Not yeah. even that, but like, she, you know, just like fun life topics. And before you know it, you're like, oh, that was done. Wow. But she's so freaking smart. Um, obviously, you want that in a doctor. But in a way, too, where she kind of g- gave me the floor as well to be like, I felt comfortable asking questions. I feel like yeah. with some doctors, I don't feel comfortable asking questions because totally. a, I'm made to feel stupid because I am not. I might not know what you're talking about. But Correct. she was very thorough and was like, are you sure you don't have anything else? And I was like, oh, I think that was everything. Yeah, she I asked her everything. Thing. Yeah, she did the same thing with me. I really didn't have questions either. I was really just going in to do a check-in and be like, am I dying? Uh, yeah, am <laughs> I okay? Well, as well. Um, actually, I need to go check on my results, but I would think they would call me if there was something majorly wrong. Oh, uh, for sure, for sure. <laughs> anyway, I <laughs> I didn't have a ton of questions, but she was very much like, are you sure there's nothing else that you have? I'm like, no, I'm good for now. Definitely reach out. She's like, reach out to me through the portal if you have anything. What a boss. Uh, what doctors have ever said you can reach me at blank? In this day and age. Little lady. So kind. She's the best. But all that to say, yeah, she is the reason, for better or for worse, that I probably won't be having chicken noodle soup this winter. There you go. Bread and cheese. Well, unless you really want it. (laughs) Even if you feel good. Sick. Sick. No, I don't know if I could do that, but maybe. Mm. We'll see. Yeah, it's possible. (laughs) It's possible. I could still get COVID, I guess. I have the vaccine, but I haven't had a booster this year, so. 
Oh, yeah. I could, uh, be homesick for that. <laughs> yeah. Mm, honestly, last week, you know, Ned was feeling really bad when we were in Asheville. And then yeah, we I, bad. I was, yeah. Whew. You were feeling bad after as well? Well, while I was there. Oh, you didn't really. Do you remember? Uh, well, Saturday night, I was like really unwell, but I was fine. Oh, was of fine. course, of course. I do remember we were feeling bad. Yeah, babe, babe, babe. I remember that. Um, yeah, we were all at different points during the weekend, like not feeling well, whether it was like stomach problems or head hurting or feeling nauseous or, yeah. and so I got really freaked out after and I was like, I need to take a COVID test when I get home and I didn't yeah. have COVID. Um, sad. Were you kind of sad? Yeah, I was. <laughs> I, every time I take one, I, well, I've had it now, but I think for a while, it's not that I actually wanted it. It's a very serious sickness. Oh, no, no, people, no, no, no. Yeah. That yeah. people definitely like you know, have died from, it's very serious. However, there have been times where I'm like, I really don't want to work today and I feel miserable. And during your time period where it's like, this is the excuse to get you out of anything you have to do. If, if you just have a cold, you're expected to do everything. And so I've been like praying to the gods, like, please, please get a day off work (laughs) because I feel so sick. And then every time it would come back negative, every time it would come back negative and I'm like, like, you're like, I need a break, please give me a break and, and, and just, i hate that it has to come to that but yeah it sucks because you know, you know there have been work. times where i like even when i did have covid there have been times where i had a cold that was worse not very mm-hmm. many because covid was not fun it was awful but um i've had really bad colds that i was like down for the count but that's not enough of an excuse to you know really take a break from anything as an adult so yeah adulting be hard it be hard life go on <laughs> Life go on. So what are your goods and your issues, Hannah? Do share. I feel like I thought we had already done that. I mean, we sort of did. We just didn't really call them out. We totally didn't. We didn't. But we've been talking for a while. (laughs) Okay, I'll go through them. I'll go through them. So ish. I'll start with my ish. My ish was, gosh, I'm just like a broken record. I really just have, um, because of where I am with a lot of things, just not been in a great headspace. So I've just been a little down in the dumps recently and mm. not going to shake anytime soon, probably. So I just um, have been battling that on and off. Uh, but my good is that one of the things I love to do, and I try to focus on doing things like that when I feel this way, just to remind myself that my life has some level of importance, uh, is to indulge in the things I like. And so I this weekend, watched um, a couple of Hitchcock movies I haven't seen before. I watched uh, what, what did I see? Birds. I did see the bird. I did watch the birds. Good memory. And then I watched Strangers on a Train. Both great. Uh, next up is North by Northwest. I have not seen that. Strangely, I've enough. never seen that either. But and most people haven't. I just love Hitchcock, so I've seen most of his movies. Well, um, I weirdly have seen a lot of his movies too because my dad loves his movies. So. They're yep. great. They're great. They are good. They're so good. Um, him and Billy Wilder, two of my favorite that I'll, I'll pull out the black and white for them. Um, so that was good. And just watched a couple other thrillers. I've been working through like a horror thriller list of things and just trying to get new movie experiences, knock things off my list. I always enjoy doing that. So that was my high, my good. And then the other was my ish. So that was quick and succinct. Hey, check you out, man. Look at that. Look at you. Boom, bam. Um, my good. My good would have to be vacation in Asheville last week 
was legit. Whoop whoop. One week off. Whoop whoop. That was fabulous. It was good to take a break from work, check out. And, you know, now I'm back on the grind and I got more energy, which is really nice. But I'm in that stage where I've come back from the trip and I just still feel a little bit out of sorts with the house and getting things in order and just getting in the right headspace. Still a little wonky with that. My ish would have to be the Braves losing to the Phillies. Oh, yeah. I just completely had to knock that out of my head. I was so heartbreaking. I was very, I am angry. still angry if I talk about it for long enough. I'll be Yeah, we don't need to dwell on it, but that was very upsetting. And yeah. Yeah, Pleasure the Braves, who are my favorite sports team above all else, I was so angry. And then <sighs> Auburn also lost, and then the Falcons also lost. So I was like already not doing well. And then like having something exciting that's outside yourself is really helpful when you're depressed. So I was like, really, I can't get one thing to, <laughs> I was like so dramatic about it. I was like, Connor, I just want one thing, one team to be able to cheer on, to like help me not think about everything else. It's so silly, but it's helpful. So I was pissed. Yeah. <laughs> I'm this when the Braves lose, but that was an especially, that was on a whole other level. Also, yeah. two years in a row to the effing Phillies. I I hate the Phillies. I'm sorry if you're a Phillies fan. Do not like no, the Phillies. The Braves, Braves fans are not allowed to like the Phillies. Never have been. Never <sighs> will be. No. Makes me angry. But yeah, I'm with you. I shouldn't have even brought it up. Now I'm mad. No, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. It's the truth. But, and I'm glad you mentioned it because that really was my my ish. Mm. The pits. I take a sip of my drink. <laughs> <laughs> Real pits. The armpits. Yeah. The armpits of. The Atlanta armpits. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Our newest sports team. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What I am looking forward to, that's going to be a lot of fun, is this Saturday, Hannah and I are doing like a spooky day. Which yes, I'm, I'm so We're just going to do like watch scary movies. Can't wait. Um, make scary treats. Be all scary like. <laughs> I seriously cannot wait. I'm so, I'm so excited. excited. I'm so excited. It's just I, I'm fully prepared to wear like my pajamas. I know. I just got texted today that my brother, my brother's birthday is Friday, and my oh. mom was like doing a birthday dinner for David. My family lives like an hour away from me, but from here it's like thirty minutes. I'm like, yeah, I love my brother, so I probably need to make an appearance. But I, in my mind, was like fully set to just watch movies to infinity and beyond, and I still may do that. I still yeah, yeah. Call you out. might come down with something. I might sorry, call out. Out. Yeah, sorry, David. I love you, but my brother will understand. He'll get it because he too is an introvert that loves movies, so he'll get it. No, that's wonderful though to to celebrate family. That's fabulous. It is, but we'll see. They. I just got a text today. I'm like, I, I, I'm not yeah. the busiest person, but I'm also not somebody that. If if you text me the week of, mm-hmm. I probably won't have availability. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. For the most part, you know? Yeah. I mean, understandable. I feel like. the same way. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I feel like I'm always, um, yeah, like I'm always pretty much booked well far in advance. November is looking a little bit better though, which is nice. That's good. Yeah, That's really good. Up on the horizon. I don't know about for you, but. Um. I think I haven't been like crazy, crazy busy, but the way that I plan my weeks, I have to, if I don't get one night with nothing to do, then I know it's not good for me. So I try to protect those nights too. So like for instance, Saturday we're watching movies, which to me is a real legitimate plan. But if you tell some people that they might be like, that's not a serious plan. Like you can come do something. But to me, that's very serious and it's very important and we're going to have a great time. Um, So that's how I view my like my alone nights too. So I've had like a good amount of those this month, which has been nice, but my weekends are typically 
not very free. And mm-hmm. I think the rest of October is very much that way. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think you're right. I think November will free up a little bit, but then there's Thanksgiving. So actually November does not free up because we're in Athens one weekend. Oh, we are in Athens. And then I'm going to a wedding the weekend before Thanksgiving. I'm going to the beach during Thanksgiving. We're going to that same way. That Yep. Together. Yep. Yeah, we are. Yep. Wow. And I feel like <laughs> the other weekend, I feel like the other weekend is something else that we're doing and I can't remember what. There's like something else on one of the other weekends. I think it might be that I'm going to a Falcons game with Connor and his mom. The, the Falcons Vikings game, I think. So yeah, there's something every weekend that in November. It's like everything you said. Bring it on, baby. <laughs> yeah, everything you've said has reminded me. Oh, I'm doing that too. I'm doing that too. Oh, I but guess maybe weeknights will be chiller. You never know. It could yeah. just be like chiller weeknights, which honestly, I'll take. Yeah, same, same. Chiller weeknights is is a good one, especially during the week to kind of rest up and have a long day, and then go. Oh, it's nice to just be on my couch, um, with my dogs who are currently losing their minds. <laughs> over, I'm so sure something Being very protective. Small. They are so. We we have a ton of deer. Whoops. Let me make sure. This yeah, you guys actually. do. Every time I leave after recording, or really whenever I'm over here, there I pass at least four deer on the way out. They're so yep. cute, but they're, they're a so lot. cute. There's a huge. Let me show you this picture. So today I looked up in the backyard, and that's honestly probably what they're working at right now. And I'm not exaggerating. The biggest buck I have seen. Whoa! Yeah, that's by that's like a tree. Yeah, it looks kind of weird. He looks like he's smaller there, but that's a big boy. Yeah, that's a big boy. For um, how far back in the backyard? So that, for how far back in the backyard? That's that's a big boy. Yes, he's like kind of kind of cray cray. So that was a little wackadoo. Um, that's probably what they're barking at. But should we get into? The spook, the spook, spook. Did you do your good and your ish? You did good for was Asheville, and then it was Asheville, and then also went to Pride on Sunday, and oh, that yes. was it looked so, so much fun. It looked amazing. It yes. was a blast, like absolutely oh, incredible. Amazing. The parade was awesome. The weather was perfect. Oh, um, what a dream! Got to be with friends and uh celebrate Pride and have drinks and dance. Like I am actually still sore from Sunday. Oh, that's amazing. It was, I'm not it was surprised. Crazy. I feel like it must have been the biggest party. Everything looked so much fun. It was. It was a ton of fun. Um, it was one of uh, our good friends. Um, Michael was uh, – his company was hosting this, like, party on, like, the second floor of a, of a restaurant. You could oh overlook gosh, out like to the parade. Party? Um, what's that? It was, like, a private party? It was. Whoa. Um, it, cool. I know. Mean, it was very bougie. I was very honored to be invited. Yeah, that's um, so cool. Yeah, so cool. And um, – his partner Clay was there as one of our other really good friends. And so it was just like, it was just a blast. <laughs> we got to do I love so, this. Um, yeah, they're so amazing and wonderful and um, such an incredible couple and incredible friends and very thankful to have them and them in um, my life. So that was fab. So I wanted to touch on that before we moved on. And the reason why Atlanta too, if you're thinking about what well, weight isn't pride in June, Atlanta has pride in October because the weather is cooler. They still like we still have plenty of stuff in June, but it's so yep. hot. It's so hot. It is hot. It is super hot. Um, and like if you're gonna get down and party, you want to be outside. It, it, totally, totally. It's not very bearable in June. Yeah, it's, it's like we have our own uh, special one here in Atlanta. So that was on Sunday, and then 
Um, yeah, but should so we get cool. into spoo- spooky douches? Small comment. I feel like I saw so oh, many sure, people sure. in town for Pride. It was really cool to be like, everybody came back. They How did. Fun. Like, yeah, you yeah, just yeah, yeah, yeah. travel and be like, let's celebrate here <laughs> now. Like, so cool. I love that. I love that that's a thing people get to do um, and get to proclaim and have a great time doing it. So cool. Me too. Me too. Love it, it, love it is so cool. It is so and cool. And on that note, you're right. We should get into stories. I would love yeah, for you yeah. to start. Jackie's got some crazy stories, you guys. I do have some crazy stories. And in in light of Halloween and embracing um, witches and wizards and all that fun stuff and ghosts and ghouling and whatever, trying to be uh, Halloween, all my cliches there. But <laughs> when we really think about um I, you know spiritual activity or ghosts and like crazy stuff like that i feel like everybody has obviously an opinion on it because it's such a uh what, what would you say like a an interesting interesting it's not the right word we for fascinating topic that oh, yeah. people have ex- experience with totally and it has to do with you know every different faith probably looks at it differently but would think there's an afterlife so anyone who practices a faith is going to think about it through that faith lens but there's always going mm-hmm. to be some sort of spiritual presence and um an afterlife but then i think anyone who maybe doesn't practice a religion or a faith of any mm-hmm. kind it's still the question of what happens when you die and that question sure. mark so you're right it's it's a universal experience of you know i grew up with these movies on the screen and they're talking about ghosts. So even if it wasn't something you were hearing about at church, you're definitely hearing about it at Halloween time. So everybody, on Disney Channel. Exactly. Uh, don't look under the bed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, or man. Cartoon Network. Or... The Phantom of the Megaplex. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Do not. Do not. Don't do it. So anyway, uh, it's, it's universal for sure. You're right. 100%. Yeah. Um, it is, it is universal. And so my experience, some of you may be listening, I've already told Hannah uh, before, so she's heard all these stories, but you know, you may be listening and you may be like, Whoa, that's crazy. I'm pretty sure that didn't happen to you, Jackie. It was all in your head. Could be that. Um, and take with it what you would like to take with it. You might say, actually, I have a similar experience. If you have, would love to hear about it. Um, Yes, but it has to do with spiritual activity and experiencing spiritual activity, or what at least I thought were ghosts. Um, So, can I say one thing before you get in? Please, please, please. I just want to challenge people, even if you don't believe in this stuff, just hop along for the ride and enjoy it. Like, you don't have to believe it to not, to like suspend disbelief and enjoy it. So, have a good time. These stories are great. Go. That was like an amazing way to tee this up. Um, so in my neighborhood growing up and uh, my family lived there for like, I think it was like 12 years. So I, we moved in when I was six and yeah, we moved out when I was 18. So right when I was going off to college. Um, well, the neighborhood itself um, is, is, uh, is known for being, uh, on or close to like historic land. So like, um, uh, and, uh, a, uh, Native American preservation was, um, known to have been, uh, and I don't know if preservation is the right word cause that land was not preserved, but it's like a, uh, what am I looking for? Like, uh, Indian burial grounds. Is that what you're Yes. That's at? what I'm looking yep. for. Thank you. Ding, ding, ding burial grounds so one lot that one of my best friends growing up lived towards the front of the neighborhood 
And her house was right when you kind of drove in on the left side. And for years and years and years, they were like, yeah, this property was built on burial ground. Um, they were and the original owners, right? The original owners. Okay. Yes, that okay. is correct. Um, yes. Wait, were they? I'm pretty sure they were. I think you, yeah, I think you had mentioned to me that they were because the family that moved in afterward. Anyway, you had mentioned that that yes. was the second family. Okay. I yes. think you're right. So they had like, you know, um, done all these, yeah, I think that, that they were, I think they built the house. Um, and then they did all these expansions on it over the years. But, um, one of the key stories that I would hear when our families would get together was, um, Hey, at night we're hearing doors banging throughout the house. We're hearing toilets flushing, the doorbell is ringing. No one's at the door. We have security cameras. I mean, just like weird stuff. And, you know, my family was always like, that's interesting. And that's, unfortunate that you guys are experiencing that but like i you know can't relate because obviously i haven't i haven't had that experience right um so for it's example they were like you're kind of cuckoo crazy because if you believe it then that's kind of frightening you know or then you have to deal with the reality that that might be real and nobody wants to do that totally totally um and so you know they would call the police the police would come up the police would search the whole house and they would be like nobody's here and that was multiple times like i would argue the police were probably called once twice a quarter so uh yeah between like yeah between like four and eight times a year that's crazy yeah and it was like they were like genuinely terrified um and the house always had like a weird energy. And what I mean by that is just feeling heavy. Like, you know, you go in somewhere, it feels like kind of stuffy. Yep. You're just like, ugh, I don't know. I'm somebody that's like, okay, you can feel if there's like a lightness in the room or it's like, it's just heavy. You just feel like you could never really relax there. Like you were always yes. a little bit on edge, a little stiff. Always a little stiff. Oh gosh, that's like exciting. I see my head on a swivel. Um, and so um, the daughter uh, who who was of the family, who's one of my best friends and um, throughout growing up is one of my dear friends today, we, um, she would, you know, ask me to come spend the night. And so I would come over and I would spend the night. But essentially her, um, her older sister, who was, I guess, probably at this time, oh, goodness. 10 15 years older than us so we're like six or seven um and the sister is like staying in the room with us when we sleep because she is too scared to sleep on the other side of the house crazy um because she's had so many crazy experiences so it's like all of us were kind of sleeping they would pull in an extra bed for me and I, I at this point during the night was sleeping in between the both of them it's probably like a friday night in 2001 because I would have been six or 2001, 2002. And um, I get up and I go to the bathroom, not thinking anything of it. And I should mention that the dog is in the room with us as well. They had a little cocker spaniel named Honey, um, an old dog at the time, and was in the room with us as well. And so I get up and I go to the bathroom and I come back to my friend's room and, you know, I close the door because no way in. H-E double hockey six is am I sleeping with this door open looking down a, a very dark hallway I'm not gonna do that so I close the door and it was one of those doors too where you know how like carpet is in the room and then there's wood floor outside of the room yep it's really hard to 
have a door just be able to move without you moving it if there's carpet and then there's wood on the other side because there's there's more tension between yeah absolutely and those houses are like these very lovely uh Charleston or New Orleans style homes they're these gorgeous regal houses I would guarantee those doors were heavy very heavy this was like real wood yeah um a real wood door and you'd be surprised there there are doors made of fake wood (laughs) (laughs) or cheap wood like my last house I lived in yeah that door in certain months wouldn't close based on the temperature oh yeah that's how apartment doors are because they're not spending a lot of money on on doors for hundreds of units are going to get the cheapest option our doors are so thin yeah yeah Mm -hmm. definitely it's it's hard to find things that are real wood like that or that are heavy and so I get up I go to the bathroom and I come back and I close the door and I climb and I get back in bed and I lay down in between um you know my my friend and older sister and the dog like was asleep and like is sleeping on the bed next to me with with the older sister and like dog's head goes up and it's just staring at the door and I am just watching the door open like as if somebody is opening the door but it's not like a swing open it's like a I mean that felt it felt like an eternity like you know when you're a kid and you're scared and your heart like obviously this happens with an adult too but your heart is just pounding and pounding and pounding you feel like you can't breathe and you're like oh yeah oh my gosh, is like, who, what's on the, who's on the other side? And so the door swings slowly, slowly creaking open, creaking open until it stops. It's all the way open now. It's not partially, it is, it is all, the door is all the way open. And I have chills on my arms and my legs right now just telling this story. Oh my gosh. I need Just to clarify for the people, you like closed it, you put the knob in and it like locked in and it was fully closed. It locked in and it was fully closed. The door was not locked, but it was locked in. Like you yeah. heard the click. The click. Yep. Yep. The click was click, had clicked. And the door just opened like, and I just watched it creak. Like you're frozen. You're just like, I'm looking at this happening. This shouldn't be happening. Right. Gosh, that's, so yeah, sure that's unsettling. <laughs> that is so unsettling. So unsettling. So I pull the covers over my head and I like tuck myself in and I sleep like that the rest of the night. Like I don't bother to even get up to shut the door. I'm like, no. Oh, of course not. Why would you dog is sitting the dog? No. I was like, ooh, but the door is like so you see how far how far do you think this is me? I'm one of the things about me, uh, if you don't know this about me. Like eight to ten feet. I'm terrible with like measure, guessing measurements. So we're eight to ten feet from that door. I'm probably my bed sleeping is like right. It was probably six feet from the door. So oh I'm close my to the door. Gosh. That I is. Know. Were you in a bed by yourself? You were in between them, right? Yeah. And the beds. I'm telling you, this is a very tiny room. I would say it was this size room. Okay. Um, and that we're in, which is probably what. <laughs> Oh gosh, um, oh, like gosh. ten that way by like fifteen that 10 way. By fifteen, yeah, yeah, something Both like ways. that. Eleven by fifteen. Yeah, I would say so. And um, yeah, it the door was kind of positioned right there where this door is. That's on the right corner of the room from where I'm sitting, and so the it's in the the bed is in the center of the room, and all the th- it's like three. It's kind of like a trundle bed, 
that's raised and then there's two twins pushed together okay yep so you have like three single beds all so i was like really sweet squeezing next to him i put it and i woke up the next morning and i said y'all this happened to me and i'm like freaking scared out of my mind they're like they, they were laughing they were like oh yeah they're like we're not surprised like that's nothing because this minutia compared to what they deal with on a daily basis. That is crazy. And you had already known that they were dealing with things, right? But you were a kid, so you had never experienced it. Your parents didn't believe it or yeah. give much attention to it. Mm-hmm. So you had no reason to like really think about it much. Yeah. I had no reason. That. Did it start to like freak you out even more thinking about all the stories they had shared with you before after you had experienced that? Yes. Because it became it became real. I was to me. That's when I was like, yeah. "This is real." Um, it's like going back through everything they'd ever told you and thinking about it in a new lens, almost. I yeah. would think. Yeah, totally. Jeez. And it's like, geez. and I remember going home later that day on a Saturday and just telling my parents, "This happened to me. This happened to me." And you know, you know, they're probably thinking, "Oh, Jackie hangs out over there all the time." They're telling her about the story. She's all in her head about it. But yep. I had slept over there countless times before that. Yeah. And I've always, you know, been like, well, you know, I I won't give it a second thought considering that my mom and dad at that age are not worried about it. Therefore, I am not worried because I'm correct. Yeah. So impressionable. You're going to mirror what your parents feel at that age for the most part. Completely. Um, And so fast forward, right? We're six at, at this time. Fast forward. Oh, a number of years. And I'm in early high school. And so, um, we've, we've, you know, my, my, my good friend who lives there, her family, uh, you know, goes out to California to live kind of part time. So they're, they're home sometimes they're not home other times. So our other friends in the neighborhood would bring like a psychic in to come to, to talk to them. Um, you know, I don't know, once every few months or something to tell them, I'm not sure I've, I've never done the psychic thing. Your friends, the the other friends, had a psychic come in to talk to the to them. The other friends, the other friends, yes. to the original family that yes. lived in that home. They're talking not the original completely family, unrelated, completely unrelated. So okay. this is a completely, and I'm glad you clarified that because um, I'm moving kind of quickly. Uh, it probably doesn't seem like that way everybody else though, because I'm saying a lot. No, 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 you're doing great. So unbeknownst to this other set of friends, they have no yeah. idea what has been going on at your other friend at the original story. Yes. House. Okay. Anyway, they have no idea. This is another family that has never even met our good friends who've gone out to California. This is a family that um, has zero knowledge that this family had a uh, haunting, a haunted experience at at their home. No clue. It's just our friends from another circle that had moved into our neighborhood well after they were already going back and forth to California. Didn't know them and didn't connect. They were really into mediums. They just wanted someone to come read the neighborhood, right? Yeah, yeah. Not even the neighborhood. Just to tell them about their lives. Oh, this had nothing to do with the neighborhood. Yeah, That's fascinating. They would have a psychic come to their home and tell them about each each they had like uh, four kids no five five kids and they'd come in and they would be like very interesting this, this kid is going through this and this is what's going to happen to him it's just very unique mm, well all right then that's i like that's really interesting i'd love to talk yeah. to them about that yeah very 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 unique um and so uh essentially um the friends from california who are in and out that don't know this new family with the psychic uh, are of course 
when you come into the neighborhood on the left. Well, this other family with the psychic is in the back of the neighborhood, like kind of like tucked in um, where they wouldn't necessarily have like, they wouldn't even be able to really cross paths anyway. They did surprising, um, but they were like tucked away where you, you couldn't really see their house. So the psychic shows up one day to do a session with this family and says, do you know who lives in the house on the left when you come in? And the family goes, no, you know, we don't. We, we have friends, which is my family, who know them. We do not know them. Um, they said, the psychic said, there is an evil spirit that is standing at the mailbox when I come to drive, when I came to drive in. And it's not a good, it's not a good um, spirit or whatever. This woman, the psychic had, had no idea. No, no idea that they had had those experiences that my family had known. Like, nobody knew. Nobody knew. Yeah, that's wild. So, our friends with the psychic tell us, you know, wherever they're hanging out that week and tell my parents, yeah, we had the psychic come over and they said this house on the left. My parents were like, are you kidding me? They've had all these really crazy experiences. Yeah, that's insane. That is like... <laughs> quite the uh if it is a coincidence it's quite the uh, unbelievable coincidence isn't that scary they yeah. said they described the figure that they saw too oh you didn't tell it me was this. yeah it was a what they thought to be have been a woman but who was hunched over with like um like haggard looking kind of with like dark clothing like where you couldn't really see the face, but it it was just like standing there, like at the front of the house, like at the front of the driveway by the mailbox. And the driveway goes down probably like 50, 60 feet. Yeah, that house is set back quite a bit. Yeah. So, whoa. Yeah. Because the first house in the neighborhood is pretty close up to the street. And then theirs was a little bit further back. I had another family friend that lived in this neighborhood. So I drove in mm-hmm. there a lot. Um, it's a little bit back. It's, 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 not as far as some of the other ones on the right, yeah. but it's enough yeah, the back ones on the to right be like, like way back, way back. Yeah, this one is like somewhat like closer to the front, but not. Okay. Like there's enough. Whoa. Yeah, so okay. creepy. I have a quick light question. Sure. Do they know if this medium or psychic ever saw non-evil spirits and what they looked like? They're just like regular old Joes that just want to like join you for drinks? That is a question that I should have asked. I was very shocked. I was very shocked um, when well, all this I was mean, going yeah, on. You're not going to think to ask that. I did I not think was to ask that at the time. <laughs> I think I've told you my theory. I'm like, if ghosts really do exist, like, why do we assume they're all evil? Because like, if they're ghosts, they were human at one point, And they're probably just like, regular old humans that are kind of bo- like all of us are like interesting kind of but also just right. like kind of just living like does it make them angry that they're stuck between or like or what but i think it's funny that we just assume that if there's a ghost that it's always evil now what you described if they can see that that's obviously a very unsettled being in spirit that's that's obviously evil but i just think it's funny that in all the media it's like ghosts are evil it's like well wait if I die and become a ghost, why am I all of a sudden evil? <laughs> like, I just want some cheese, some cheeses. Yeah, and I'm just trying to slam a Coca-Cola for- and a bread bowl. Like, I'm just trying to live, but I just don't have a real body anymore. And I'm really annoyed because nobody sees me <laughs> and I'm bored. <laughs> Maybe that's News what it flash. is. They get so bored that they want to just stir up trouble. 
<laughs> newsflash your local Panera is haunted by Hannah's ghost. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um, if if the if the cupboards are slamming open and shut, you know something's up. Happily haunted by some on. ladies that just want bread and cheese. Okay, they're not evil. They just want bread and cheese, and they can't. They don't have a physical credit card, so they can't pay for it. They're not trying to rob you. No, they just for myself in the future. I just need bread and cheese, and I can't pay for it, so I'm really in a bind. I mean, these are. I I did say to you when you were telling me the story about the bathroom. I did say, like, what if she just had to pee? I mean, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, so so true to flush the toilet. You described what this lady looks like. In my mind, it was just like a. It was somebody from that Indian reservation, or it wasn't a reservation at the time. This Indian land, um, Native American land, I should say. Mm-hmm. that you know this was just their land yeah. so they're just exploring walking around like mm-hmm. this was theirs so now they're just kind of just hanging uh, but now that you've described that being to me not interesting now you're like well i want to know what the one people like. from the native american burial grounds that could have been if they weren't the original owners do you know the history of prior i don't of the yeah Mm-mm. man that is spooky okay i, I know there's more to the story so i want you to keep going yeah um pretty pretty whack stuff so that's a scary that's like the grudge what you described that sounds like the grudge that's how i picture it in my mind and i don't from the that description is upsetting the grudge is upsetting yes it is very or upsetting also very yeah, similar vibes. i thought about that too but honestly Ugh. the grudge like your clothing, clothing, clothing. Yeah, it's not good yeah um no not at all <laughs> not at all and not so, cute not cute <laughs> no and so at this time like obviously our friends who you know have the ghosts at their house are in california and so like um we didn't go to them and say hey this psychic said this da, da, da. because during this time you know obviously people move to different states you kind of lose touch totally you know uh this and is gonna come full circle in a little bit years. you don't want to call them and be like hey by the way there's an evil spirit outside of your house I hope you're having fun in California. <laughs> right? Yeah, right? It's not, it's not the thing to break the ice. Uh, no, 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 no. And so um, what ends up happening, flash forward, so I'm early high school, fast forward to when I'm 16, 17. So, you know, I'm later on in high school. I don't know. I go to, from freshman to junior year. So it's been a few years later. And our friends in California decide to rent that house out to a family that's coming into the neighborhood that's building a home. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I can't mm-hmm. continue. Yeah. So the family comes in and I end up meeting the family at the pool, the new family that's renting and they go, Hey, we've got three little kids. You're, you're a teenager. You're around. Like, do you want to babysit? And I'm thinking, oh yes, God. cause I'm looking for a job. This is such a sweet family. They're absolutely amazing. Um, I would love to. So every Wednesday night, I am now babysitting in the house. I cannot believe you stepped foot back in that house. Yes, I did. You were mm-hmm. amazing and bold in every way because if I had heard there was an evil spirit in the house, I still don't think I would go in still to this day because um, I'm a scaredy cat. And I am too. Um, I was just like, okay, surely. Because, you know, throughout the years, they had had people, the the California friends who still owned the home, would have people come in to do like sage and like, uh, you know, we had heard. 
yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get the get the spirits out, walk through the house, tell it it needs to go, you know, with your flame. Yeah. They had done just about anything you could possibly think of. They had a, 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 pa- a preacher or whatever, somebody who's ordained, come bring holy water. Like, they did everything. And so, uh, you know, I go in to the house and, you know, I got used to, it's like, it's like you know, the feeling of always feeling like somebody's watching you? Mm. Yes. So when I would go put the kids to bed, and this was a house that had a lot of big windows, you know, you felt very exposed. You could right. draw curtains, but it was like floor to ceiling. Gosh, I, I mean, I'm just befuddled that you were able to babysit because I was afraid just babysitting in normal houses. Every time I put the kids to sleep, I was scared that somebody was going to break in or there were ghosts or I don't know what, but I had no reason to be because I was babysitting in like a home in a regular suburban neighborhood, but yeah. you knew the history. Like you're mm-hmm. that's so scary. Yeah. And like, I'm like getting myself scared right now. Like I'm like kind yes. of tense. I'm like, Voof. I mean, I don't know how you did that. It's so cool that you were able to do that, but also so terrifying. So you're yeah. putting the kids to bed. Yeah. So I put them to bed and, and I would come downstairs. So, so usually I would come, I'd cook dinner or whatever, and we'd play and hang out and, um, watch movie, play with toys. And I think their bedtime was like right around, um, I don't know, like 7.30 Always or 8. so early. You have so much time. Mm-hmm. And then afterward, I was well, I'd do my homework. So I'd bring my, I remember doing physics. I'd bring my physics homework and I'd sit up at their uh, counter that they had. And so behind me is like this living room. And then you'd go down these stairs into another, li- I mean, this is a huge house. So I'd sit at the I'd sit at the kitchen counter and I would put my headphones in because I didn't want to hear any. Like obviously, yeah. like I had it low enough to where I could hear if the kid was like needed. Yes, but you don't hear doors creaking. No, 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 or like any type of movement. So I would play my music, but um, I always had the feeling of somebody standing behind me, like that feeling of, of like somebody's watching me. Of course you did. Obviously, I was in my head or whatever. Were you thinking about the figure that was described to you? Um. I tried really hard not to. Gosh. So I would try to put that out of my head, put that out of my head. Um, yeah, I would try not to think about it. Um, but I would do my homework. Well, they have these huge I'm and I'm I'll I will say ten foot tall, maybe like eight or nine. I would say ten to twelve if they're tall. Probably twelve. It, it, like like the French doors themselves. Yeah, that's probably 10 to twelve. They were really, really tall, really heavy doors. Um, if it helps, the way I like to think about uh, how a distance is, uh-huh. I think of Connor, and I like think about him standing like under a door frame or lying down flat. <laughs> that's oh, that's a great feet. way to think about it. Yeah. Okay. So or so, so it was so it was like ten. It was yeah. ten feet. Um. Now that I'm thinking about it, and so basically they had these huge french doors but they were heavy i mean i'm talking you have to put your weight back like i have to oh yeah have my weight back on my right foot just to open the right door wealthy people doors which believe me i say that with a lot of respect and reverence those doors are awesome beautiful and so you probably weigh like over 50 pounds a piece Oh, if not way more, way more than that because doors are on a hinge. So, I mean, who knows how much those things weigh? Very, very heavy. And so when you closed them, they're closed, right? They're not going, they're not going to move anywhere. They're too heavy. They cannot move. Sometimes they will maybe like the French doors 
when you press them in together, they might like crack sure. back open because they didn't like click properly. But the the cracking is really yeah. all you'll get. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, the cracking is what you would get. So the big thing that I would do before the kids, when I bring the kids up to go to bed, is I would make sure that, well, I would always make sure all the doors were locked, but specifically um, making sure that like the garage, the door by the garage was locked, the, the door, um, those heavy French doors outside were locked yep. and shut. Because there's no way in H-E double hockey stick, I'm going to go upstairs with doors unlocked in this house. No, do you think I'm a crazy person? I'm not going to do that. I'm absolutely like, absolutely not. You know way better than that. No. Um, so I shut the doors um, and I went up and I put the kids to bed. Probably takes me like 30 minutes to do it. It's three of them. The littlest one down first, read the stories to the other two. And so I went back downstairs. Coming back down the stairs, I turned the corner. And when I'm staring in front of me, the two French doors are both of them wide open. As if somebody's just pulled them open, like wide open. Like I'm looking into their backyard. Like the most powerful gust of wind came and just like absolutely destroyed them. Th- that would have made no sense. Like, well, I mean, like like hurricane, like something that's not possible oh, yeah, in the yeah, state yeah, of yeah. Georgia. Like it's oh, not for possible sure. for here. sure. Not possible unless um, there was a tornado, and you would have known if there was a tornado coming through the house. There would have been other things happening besides just the doors opening. Yeah. And if I ever opened a door from down there in the back, I would only open one door, but I would never, and it was pitch black outside. I'm never going to put the kids to bed without making sure that those doors are locked and that the curtains are shut. Like, I just remember coming down and being like, I called my mom and I was like, mom, I need you to get over here right now. She drove over and I need you to wait with me until like the parents get home. And then the parents came, you know, obviously like I, I, um, did not tell the family living there that I had those experiences. I was just like, they were briefed on all of that before they rented. Um, I think that they had probably heard like through the grapevine. Yeah. It's a weird um, thing. Like they had had somebody on, I don't know. Some people believe, you know, some people don't believe it anyway. So I, I wouldn't blame the family, yeah. if they didn't choose to brief the renters. For sure. For sure. But holy um, crap. That is terrifying. Yeah. So you walk down the stairs. You round the corner. You see this. Mm-hmm. I mean, where did you go? Did you stay in that room? Um, like, did you go back up with the kids? I called your mom. I called my mom. Like, I picked up my phone. I had it in my hand. And I shut the doors. That was my first thing. Getting the door shut. Locking it calling my mom be like mom i'm like so scared i'm freaking out i'm pretty sure i grabbed a knife out of the yeah of course just just to be you know well because yeah it could be a spirit but also somebody could have broken in so like a physical human could be in there for sure um and i will say that this house was located in a safe part of the neighborhood to where this was a gated neighborhood, so they were very close to where the guards' gate was for somebody to have come in to try. Like but it was so closer not... to the street, so if somebody like crawled over a fence or something, they are close. True. Yeah, I don't know. They could do that. It's possible. It's it's possible. But they didn't come in by car. There's a chance. You're right. You're right. It's it's very it's possible. Um, very yeah, unlikely. Out. But but yeah, that scared me. But I knew, like you know, when you have a feeling, when you're just like this is what this is i i didn't fear that there was somebody in the house yeah i did though grab the knife ju- just, just in case, case. 
but I was like, you know, this is probably has to do with, you know, all the experiences that happen here. And one, there was one room they had, it was a playroom. It was an additional bonus room that they had built. That was the sister, the older sister's Oh yeah, that's room right. that she was too scared to sleep in. That one had a lot of activity going on from what they had said. So basically that room, you would have the lights off and you would have the door closed and I would come back downstairs and the lights would be on. The door would be open when I like knew. And you know, of course it, that happens all the time. I go, did I leave a lamp on? I just shut my house. Did I turn my straightener off? Did I? Oh yeah, for sure. But I do feel like if you're thinking ghosts are there, you're going to be more keen to to pay attention to turning things on and closing doors and turning things off and just any action that you make, uh-huh. pay attention more and remember it better. Yeah. I feel like that would be only natural. You're right. Because I think because it would have happened, you know, multiple times. Like it wasn't just on, on a one-time occurrence. Right. Oh, my gosh. Um, you know, you turn off the light. And then like the older kid that I was babysitting, she's like, I could have sworn I like turned that thing off. And I'm like, oh, well, yeah, you did you go up into did. the playroom? Were you like hanging out in that playroom? Um, I didn't like to. I yeah. actually preferred them to watch TV downstairs yeah, because no um, there were a few times we had to be up there. But just the feeling, the feeling yeah, of no the room. Way. I can feel it right now. I just, ugh, heaviness. Um, heaviness yeah and so there was also one time where one of the little kids said to me um you know I looked out I looked out the window and like I saw a face in in the you know bushes or whatever outside my window and I'm like you know kids say stuff I don't know you know I don't know how legit that is I know my experience and I'm like well maybe there was something that was up or I was a chance kids are like I heard something or you know and I would hear stuff all the time I've just we'd be in one part of the house then you hear a door close and the other you hear that became normal a normal thing when I would be over there I do not I still am so amazed that you could stay like you just kept going back weekly I think that's one of the bravest things you could do. That's I would incredible. Get so scared though, man. Terrifying. I mean, I yeah, I'm a scaredy cat as I mentioned. I am highly suspicious and prone to fear if I hear anything like that and I just put myself trying to think of what I would have done. I just don't think I could have done it. So I'm just impressed that you could do it. But also I think because you had been there so many times, your account is a lot more trustworthy in my opinion, because it's not like you were in one place one time and had one experience. It was over many years with other people having confirmed experiences Mm -hmm. that were similar to yours and a party that had no idea what was going on saying what they saw like it just it it makes it that much more eerie to know how many accounts you have and the people around you had yeah kind of wild um very (laughs) and so fast forward um to present day and um I end up well not present day this would have been 2017 when um they kind of came you know, uh, back to Georgia. And I kind of said, Oh, Hey, you know, we got together and, um, my friend and I ran a race together and we were talking and I shared with her all of my experiences. And she was like, Oh my gosh, Jackie, um, that is wild about the psychic. Like their family was like, that's the first time they were hearing it. Yeah. 
that's insane. That's the first time we're hearing of that. But they said, you know, we we had stuff happen up until like 2015, 2016, um, where like it was getting to the point where like the piano was being played in the middle of the night and they were calling the police, had somebody come and check the whole house. Um, oh, the older sister for a stent lived there um, by herself when the family was oh, in California. No. Oh, my God, why? And she said she would come home and go like, hey, hey, guys, like I'm home. Like, don't bother me tonight because she would fall asleep sometimes with the TV on. She'd wake up. It would be off. The door would be up. I mean, they would. Um, yeah. Oh, my and- gosh. OK, that's another thing is I every time I've ever watched a movie with any sort of spirits or ghosts and they stay in the house. I'm like, that's the number one thing. Get the hell out of that house. Like why I'm, I'm almost amazed that they were bold enough to just continue to live there. I would have been like, Connor, we are putting this thing on the market. I don't care if we lose a ton of money. We are moving out. Like I do not feel safe here. This is not clearly they don't want me to live here. I I'm getting, I'm going to uh, welcome myself to the apartments across the street. Like, yeah. yeah out. Seriously. Like I'm getting out. I would have done the same thing, but yeah, she would get, get home after going out in Buckhead and come back. This would have been mm, the 2010. Oh my gosh. That's a long Uber. What, what's that's that? a long Uber from Buckhead out to Duluth. Yeah. Or maybe that was, um, it was either after I graduated. So maybe it was like 2016, 2017. I think it was like two separate stents where she like had lived there by herself. But that cannot imagine. I mean, could you, could you ever do that? Could you ever live there by yourself? No. I just think why, why do that to yourself? She's brave. Like all of them. Cause they've lived in that house their whole lives. They were born there. I just am impressed. But like, you don't have to be brave. You can just move. Yeah, they're like so brave. It's crazy. That's like, I mean, it really is so impressive. It's so impressive. Um, but fast forward even after that to when so they permanently moved back from California. And the last time I came over, um my friend prefaced me, she said, You'll notice a difference in the house. They like had somebody come over, I guess. I don't know if they um had another like seance or something but the they haven't felt a presence or had any activity in like two years now wow three so it's gone it's completely gone like they did this thing where like they told it to go to the other side and like all this stuff and so i actually have been to the house now since then okay three or four times no heavy energy it feels in there it's crazy it's so weird feels different it's it's a lot lighter there's i mean like there's anything there at all i mean i so one thing i will just say about what i believe is that i believe that humans can't we just can't know everything because we're just humans Mm -hmm. but what i can take away from that is like our bodies respond to things in general like in life in the physical world but also in the non-physical world. And I don't know exactly why or what, because I'm merely a human. But I mean, that's undeniable, the difference in your body and how it's feeling. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, also them being like, we haven't had an experience. For them to say yeah. we haven't experienced in two years. For how consistent it was for so long. Yeah. Years oh and years. Two, more than two decades. It was yeah. like three. To show a little empathy to the the evil spirit. How lonely must that evil spirit must have been no it was there by itself and I, I mean i hate that it was evil but like what if it was just misunderstood could have been 
Could have been. Could have been. I went off on this tangent about like, ghosts that I, you know, I've mentioned a couple times already with Connor the other day. And I was like, do you know, I, I maybe talked for 10 minutes straight. And then I stopped and was like, do you have any comments on that? And he was like, <laughs> he was like, you're ridiculous. And that was it. <laughs> He's like, why do you think about this? I'm like, I don't know. My brain's this a strange is how place. I will be the kooky ghost. I hope I'm not evil. I'll just be the kooky one that no, there you go. tries ah. to give life advice, but can't because I don't have a voice. <laughs> Gosh. It's or maybe you do. I don't really know. What do I know? Yeah, that's true. Just a mere Maybe they're actually having a great time. They're just partying. Possibly. Could be. <sighs> Who's to say? Who's to say? But wow. Not Those me. stories are crazy whack i know i just told story for like 40 minutes no, it's so the best. i'm so glad you did have you had any similar experiences in any other places you've been that mm-hmm. you were like whoa i feel like i'm back at my friend's house no i, mm. I felt i felt like energies like that okay where i'm like Ooh, yeah not well yeah Yeah, if I've been to like a historic, like a really historic like house okay. on like a tour or um, you just feel an energy. It's weird. It's like, feel, it's just not even a smell. It's like, feels weighted. Yeah. But, I, but I've never had anything where like, I, um, the only like weird things that have happened to me have been actually, I did kind of, this is going to make me sound really crazy though. So Ned and I, I'm just going to say it, whatever. Um, so Ned and I went to, after Asheville, we went to a little bit outside of Louisville and stayed at this place called Shaker Village. Okay, I was going to ask if you guys had any spooky experiences there. With Ned's um, place family. haunted. This place was, it was basically like a cult. Yeah, haunted by repressed people that didn't repressed. even get to live their life while they were alive. That's my guess. Yeah, apparently they had had a few suicides on the property. Oh, they wow. wouldn't tell you which rooms. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. They tell you that? Because mm-hmm, they do like a, a spirit walk, I guess. And we missed the spirit walk. So we got to, we got to Shaker Village. Oh, the most fun thing on the program, you missed it. I know, I know, <laughs> dang it. Um, yeah, I uh, I missed a spirit walk, but we did another little like mini spirit walk. Uh, I was like, that'd be cool to go walk down to this graveyard after dinner one time. So we did that. Spirit walk sounds like the name of like a edgy alt Christian band. I was going to say an edgy alt like um, Chinese place. Okay, okay. Of, like a walk. W-O-K. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What if Spirit Walk with an LK performed at Spirit Walk with an OK? I think we've got an idea for a movie. <laughs> Should we call up Christopher Nolan and ask if he wants to revisit the idea of Inception? <laughs> Why not? Ah, uh, we're on to something. We are on to something. Wait, they perform. I have one more layer. They're going to be, okay, so Spirit Walk oh is performing at Spirit Walk for the people that went on spirit walk at Shaker oh, Village my. that are now unsettled by the spirits they encountered. So that's the audience they're performing to. I just feel that that would be grounds for an excellent story. I think so too. There's actually a restaurant bias called Walk and Walk. Oh, walk yeah, yeah. and Roll. Walk have, and you ever, have you been there? No, but I've seen it. <laughs> Heck yeah, dude. Pumped. I'm going to go get some Chinese now. Ah, so good. Okay, so you're at Shaker Village. You missed the spirit walk. 
but okay yes yes, yes. back to I, I was i was letting hungry in the way mm-hmm. um and then also you were being hilarious so i wanted to let you roll with that i wanted to let you walk and roll with that but um My okay spirit walk would you say <laughs> and roll spirit walk yes yes exactly um so we get in and it's so this is it's look it up shaker village the shakers you know is kind of around the time uh right before they were established like um much before the civil war but like i I like to think of that like around the time when the quakers were getting here getting settled but it was sometime sometime after that so the shakers believed that um they wanted to create like a perfect heaven and so they were all celibate but they wanted to grow this community but they couldn't because they wouldn't look together so weird so weird dude so weird um and it was super culty yeah do you think they were actually celibate or do you Um, think the men were like on the side raping the women like most cults well, actually, they considered apparently one of their things. I mean, I mean, phew, that definitely could have happened. Yes, it's most very possible. They believed the women, which was actually somewhat progressive for this time, to be equals with the men. They were like, okay. "There are equal." Like we, here's what's, but not that that would impact like somebody to like, you know, obviously uh, have I mean, a terrible act knows? against somebody else. Yeah, maybe, maybe um, it did though. But they would have all of their places were built with like two doors on the front with two staircases inside because they only let the girls live on one side of the house and the boys live on the other side of the house. Yeah, because they wanted them to remain celibate. But what Just about the people that shit. were gay? Oh Guaranteed there were some people that were gay there. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I, I just, I... They didn't think through everything. That's all I'm saying. They, they, <laughs> it was just so interesting. That's I was like, very yeah, guys, wild. That kind of super that, creepy. That rings like a memory of Midsommar to me. Oh, like oh, it feels like felt. that. It that's feels like that to me. Um. So these buildings date back to like the early 1800s. Like 1802, this building was built. And like, we're sleeping in a building that was built in the 1800s. Yeah, and like, who lived out in that area in the 1800s anyway? No so one. rural individuals. Apparently, they really liked to dance, though. And that was a big thing, is that they would shake. So it's not the Footloose Town? <laughs> it's not the, not to be mistaken. Kevin Bacon, you're town. welcome to join Shaker Village. Oh, gosh. I don't know if he would have been welcome um at least he can dance (laughs) he can dance um that's hilarious but wild times so apparently on the spirit walk that we missed because ned's stepmom filled us in the next day she was like um because i actually i actually ended up asking her like did they talk about like deaths that happened on the property and she said not specifically she just said that there well yeah she said the leader had said that there had been two suicides on the property and like some other instances instant instances that it happened okay i have a perplexed face because <laughs> are there still shaker people there no 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 the oh, shakers okay. died off in the oh, okay <laughs> I should know this because I learned so much about them this past week. I would think um, if they were celibate, they probably died off in like the 1830s. Actually, because there were like a strong few that stayed around and were like, I'm going to continue to be a shaker. I want to say well, it went sure, to like 1920. But they can't live for over 100 years. No, um, they can't. So like when people would die off, they'd bring in orphans and stuff and then they oh, okay. would raise. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so, it's like so they would indoctrinate orphans. 
great. Yeah, they would try to. But apparently the orphans, like, at 16, 17 had the option to leave. I mean, had the option. Sure, 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 sure. To leave. That's all they know. So um, that'd be an interesting decision. Do you leave? Really For the unknown or like a thousand people? Huh? Over a thousand really people? At one point, they had a thousand people. And then they went down to 300, and then they fluctuated between 300 and 350 for a number of years. And then they went down to 100, and then they went down to one old woman who was there until, like, 1920. Oh, sad. She missed all the flapper parties. She could have danced her heart out with the Charleston. I know. What a shame. Crazy. What a shame. Uh, there were, like, in her, like, part of the museum in one of the houses, there was, like, in the early 1900s, they were, like, accusing them of, like, keeping, like, dead bodies in the freezers. And then she was, like, I can assure you, like, in one of the newspapers, like, her statement back was, like, I can assure you. This is how I'm assuming she talks. I can assure you that there was nothing but fruits and vegetables in the freezers. <laughs> why that stuck out with me out of the number of history facts that's I learned really this last funny. week. I don't know why. That's how my brain works. I think that's really funny. <laughs> I really love that. I also watched a thriller last week where there was a body in a freezer. So that really resonates. Oof. Hmm. Um, I wonder which one. It was what was the name of that movie? Ooh, was it? Oh, oh, I don't remember the name the of it. Stepdad is like no. It's not one I had ever heard of before, and I found it on some list. I'll look it up. But okay, you were. Did you have any experiences in Shaker Village where you felt that same feeling? So, have you ever been? And, and this is probably I was probably halfway between dream state and like waking up but Ned was out on a walk and I was in the room by myself and I kind of heard like a knock on the door like a really low knock and then I heard this is really gonna sound weird but I was asleep and like my ear that was on the pillow had like this tiny voice it was like this little voice that was like who's at the door and then I like woke up, but also Whoa. might have been a dream. But it was weird. Whoa. Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna dream. say that was dreams do or something. But yeah, as <laughs> I was telling Jackie, you know, I, I had a, a dream last, or actually this morning, like right before I woke up. So I was pretty lucid during this dream and was kind of above, floating above my dream. Like, what the heck is going on? Because Ned, Jackie, myself, Connor, we were being chased by somebody who or no somebody was trying to get into the house and they got in and they were chasing us and then all of a sudden I escape and then before I know it all I can remember is that all of a sudden uh my sister and Ned were chasing me with knives and I just remember thinking what the two nicest people I know like this is just silly I think it's because I've been watching Scream and that's like the plot of Scream and it just was my own brain making humor but uh dreams are weird they're weird dreams are very weird um but I had a great sleep last night. I took some melatonin. Nice. Pretty sure I had some weird dreams, but like I woke up and remembered them and now I don't remember them now. So yeah, all I remember are those tiny details. I'm sure there was a lot more to it that would be uh, less incriminating, but that's all I remember. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did find the name of the movie. The name of the movie is Identity. Um, it's a movie hmm. from 2003. The star is John Cusack and uh, another one. Ray Liotta, James Mangold film from back then. Um, Amanda Peet's in it too, if you know who that is. She has been in a couple of things. I really like her. Um, It was interesting. It's like psychological thriller, which I was trying to watch psychological thrillers and it hit the spot. Do you like a psychological thriller? I do too. They're some of my faves. Um, Okay. Well, 
All times. All times. I will tell one quick story. Um, it did not happen to me. I My experience with the supernatural is really, I don't really have any that I'm aware of. I'm just scared. So if somebody tells me a ghost story, I just all of a sudden like feel like every fan that comes on or like whatever is like scary to me, even though there's nothing out of the normal. So I can't be trusted when it comes to any sort of observations or stories. But I also don't think I've had any um, that would be real or noteworthy. However, Connor has a story in his family. His grandma is, or his grandmother lived in Charleston. And when she was married to her late husband, um, Connor's step-grandfather, they moved out into a place out in the country right outside of Charleston in the marsh. And it was this beautiful home. I actually had the pleasure of going there when we were dating in college and meeting his grandmother. She was a lovely human being. Um, And when they were building this, they built this home out there. So it was new to them. But um, in the process of them building it, there was already a dock there. And I can attest that their house is like in the boondocks. There's nobody out there. They're are homes kind of sparsely throughout, but definitely not next door neighbors that you can just like look up and see houses. So you got to kind of wind back through a lot of roads to get just to their driveway and their driveway is probably over a mile long. It's, it's quite, or maybe not over, but it's, it's very, very long. You can't see the house, not even remotely when you enter the driveway. So they're building this house uh, and all they have is a dock and his step-grandfather is there and loves to fish. So and he's in his waders in the marsh and fishing and um, Connor's grandmother is out there with him and the tide starts coming in. So those of you that anyone who understands tides, but also understands the marsh, um, the marsh gets really uh, low tide, low water, and then it, it changes drastically. So it rises up to where you can barely see the reeds. Um, so it, it's a it's a drastic shift, and his grandfather, his step grandfather, is stuck in his waders in the marsh and can't get out. And his Connor's grandma was a very small woman; she was probably maybe five feet, uh, might be shorter than that, and was just like at this time in her life was very she she was probably always very very petite, uh, but she was just kind of a frailer old woman, very um, gentle and small. And she by no means could have lifted her husband out of the marsh. So she's trying to pull him up. The tide's coming in and like it's getting to the point that um, the water is going to come over his head. And she's uh, that they don't have a house built, so they don't have a phone yet. And uh, it's before cell phones, I believe. So they're really stuck. And she's just praying, 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 and um, asking for God to save her, his Connor's step-grandfather. And, you know, there's really no other hope beside that because she can't do anything and he can't get out. And um, it, it was looking really, really dire. Um, like I said, the the house is in an area all by itself. Nobody has any reason to come to the house, much less turn down their driveway in the first place. But all of a sudden, this truck comes down the driveway and pulls into their house by their by their dock. Um, and it's a truck they've never seen before. And this man gets out and starts walking towards them. And, you know, honestly, even parking by the house, you can't necessarily even really see what's happening at the dock. So it doesn't make sense that he even started walking towards them. And he comes out and um, helps Connor's step-grandfather out and is able to get him out before uh, the tide comes in so much that he would drown. And they're just like praising 
God that this man was able to come and save this man, uh, Connor's grandfather. And it's just this absolute miracle. And they ask this man where, you know, why he was there because it makes no sense. And I believe, and Jackie might remember this better than I do, but I, I believe he said he was with the Mm-hmm. the state or like the forestry like wild wildlife preservation i'm like a official person yeah, that's right so he was with some sort of state organization for the wildlife preservation and that's what he said at least and then they go about their merry way are so grateful that god sent this this person and then um, they run into somebody who they know who works for the wildlife foundation preservation society whatever and ranger what have you, whatever this man's position was. And they tell him about this man and, and, you know, mention his name that he had shared with them. And the guy says, we don't have anybody that works for us by that name or uh, by that description. And so, I mean, it just was truly, I mean, to this day, they believe that this man was truly an angel that was delivered right when needed and uh, left right when needed. And um, nobody else knew who this person was. And nobody to my knowledge ever saw this person again so it you know could have been just a really good samaritan but because of where that house is located and how far it is from the road i mean it's behind thick trees uh you cannot see it from any road not even from their driveway so it really doesn't make any sense that this man was there yeah um so i mean it it could have very 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 well been an angel. So that's a good, happy story about the opposite side of spirit, yeah. uh, that there are, you know, if there are forces, there's probably good and bad, just like in humans, there's good and bad, balancing everything out. And it's just really beautiful to think about the fact that um, there could be people looking out for us. So cool. It is really cool. I love that story. It is. It's yeah. insane to think about. And when I heard it for the first time, I had chills over my arms. Like, oh my goodness! It's it's insane. And I mean, even just thinking about having been there with a house built, even with a house built, this was before it was ever even built. They were like laying foundation and stuff, but the the structure wasn't there yet. Mm. There's really nothing to see, like truly. And Connor's grandma is so small that from far away that you probably can't even see her. She's so tiny. Yeah. So it. I mean, it to me is so baffling without that explanation that it was an angel because yeah, it just, it just really doesn't sense. make any other sense and sense any other way yeah oh my goodness that's so cool it, yeah it's amazing it's truly amazing so wow i love that story me too makes me happy me too me too no spooky vibes there no no spooky vibes if anything it's just good to think about like like i said earlier we don't know what we don't know and there's so much more, I believe that there's so much more going on that we can't see or understand. Uh, I can't be sure what that is, but there's way more than what meets the eye, in my opinion. So uh, these stories, agree. if anything, just I can choose to let them scare me or I can choose to let them help me be humbled and realize that there's just a lot more going on and not that I don't matter, but there's a bigger picture and I play my part, but you know, mm-hmm. like everything's bigger than what it may seem and I need to maybe not get bogged down with the smaller things. Yeah. That's a great, that's a great summary. Um, it's a good reminder that there's way more 
going on that I'm not aware of and that I won't be able to be aware of. So yeah, like very humbling. We can't like, we just can't fully understand. Maybe we can, maybe I'm wrong, but somebody proved me wrong. I would love to be proved wrong, but it just seems like it's good to just rest with, I'm going to try. And I love that. I want to understand things, but every, this world is just bigger. It's just bigger. This universe is just bigger. It is. It is just bigger. It's very big, very large. Very. Well, I guess that's really my carry out is just to remember um, in the spooky season, you know, keep your head on a swivel, Uh, pay attention to your body and how it feels, Mm -hmm. Uh, your intuition, if anything, just to clock it to tell stories later. Mm -hmm. And finally, just remember like there's more going on that meets the eye. And and that to me lends a level of importance to this, this story of the world, not just the story of my life. My life is a piece of that, like a thread in, in that tapestry, but it's, it's just kind of exciting to think about more. It is bigger. It is. It's huge. Yeah. It's not just like eight to five work and clocking out to get a nice nap. (laughs) There's no, there's so much more to that. Not that that's bad. It's just, it's just a piece. It's just a piece. It is a piece. What's your carry out, Jacqueline? Mm -hmm. My carry out is, hmm. Hmm. I guess always be curious. Oh, I love that. You know, be on your toes, but be like, hey, that was weird. Is that in my head? I don't know if it's in my head, but I'm curious about that happening to me and observing what's around you and have curiosity uh, with other factors that maybe aren't even the instance that you experience and just going, hey, does that relate? Am I crazy? You're probably not. You had an experience and nobody can take that away from you. Or maybe you are crazy. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I think it's good for me, even in some things that maybe I don't believe or I'm not as inclined to believe just to be like, you know what? I have one perspective and other people Mm -hmm. have other perspectives. And again, who's to say who's hundred percent right? Mm-hmm. We may not know. So you might yeah. as well be curious and just hear other people out. Yeah. Yeah. And listen and be like, all right, well, I mean, I for years was like, and my family was like, yeah, that's kind of crazy. Like, why would that happen to you? It's like, and then you sometimes it just takes experiencing it for yourself. Yeah. And you're like, well, shoot. That's wild. <laughs> crazy. And I hope. Um, a second little carry out and maybe this is the dessert carry out is that for our Ooh. movie marathon on Saturday. <gasps> I hope this just us mood, gets us ready. I'm I ready really want to watch that movie with Nicole Kidman because it looks the amazing. Others. The others. Yes. That looks so good. And it's, ghost re- it's a ghost story, I think. Um, Let's go. I think something like that. Uh, I believe it is. So we can just keep that in mind. What's so funny is when I saw it, it made me think of when you went to see the preview at, uh, <laughs> and then, you oh, know, never forget. I was thinking about that the other day. I'm like, I were smarter. I would have tagged my favorite movie podcast, shout out the big picture. And I would have put it on Twitter and tagged them. And then they would have made that a national sensation. Cause they would have thought is so funny. Uh, it's hilarious. But I, I miss my, I miss my mark. Um, yeah. It's so funny because so here funny. they are. <laughs> just, here. I just two demon children, right? <laughs> I was thinking wow. about. I was literally this week, like in get like washing my face or something, and thinking about the tweet and what I would have said, and something along the lines of like, um, 
uh, I didn't know that Blumhouse was coming out with a new movie where they take the AMC trailer and turn it into a possession movie. Like something along those lines of like this new Blumhouse film, Nicole Kidman's starring, right? Starts in AMC, ends in, in an exorcism. It was convincing. <laughs> Just so funny. I I mean, oh, wow. What a, what a great thing to witness. And I was in a theater full of, full of nerds because it was the preview night for Oppenheimer. So we were all just like living, we were living it up. This is the funniest thing. That's hilarious. Great. Well, I'm so excited for our movie marathon. We'll have to talk about it. Well, actually we're recording before it. We are. So you'll hear us probably talk about it again, but we are pumped. Um, Anything else to add? My friend. (gasps) Have a great week. Yes. <laughs> You're so close to the weekend, pals. Have a great weekend. Hagwa. <laughs> Hagwa. Hagwa, everybody. Everybody knows that Friday's the weekend anyway. You got to treat it like that. Even though You're I have right. pretty busy Fridays typically, it's just the mindset. It's really the mindset yeah. of like, I'm there. I'm going to work hard, but I'm there. Yeah, We've made it to the strong. finish line. So Hagwa, you guys. Hagwa. All right. Mm-hmm. We love you. Love you guys. Be goodish people. Bye-bye. Woo!